who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Dude podcast means nobody gets left behind. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor... It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, coming to you from Orlando, Florida, Dave Koch. I'm joined today by two of our amazing Mickey Dude commentators from Chicago, Illinois. We have Tim Sweska. So with this whole Zoom Thanksgiving, how do you fit the pie through the microphone? Very carefully. I don't have another answer for that. It just kind of fell on, but you know, hey. And I'm just going to bow out of that one gracefully because we have, speaking of grace, we have the epitome of grace with us from Cincinnati, Ohio. We have Annie Clark. Chris, can you grab my black last call? That wasn't Thanksgiving themed. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm thankful for Chris and, uh, and how he or she gets my black last call for me. Exactly. With thank with. We're thank we're thankful that she does that or he does that to you know, they do that to basically they, yes yeah, they do that <laughs> to get you um, to to keep to keep you calm and everything so we don't we don't have uh, Annie the uh, the dictator on <laughs> you can try but good luck and 
with that, everybody, uh, first off, a very happy Thanksgiving to you as this show is coming out on Thanksgiving Day. And this is our annual uh, Mickey Do Thanksgiving show. Now, usually we talk about things that we're thankful for in the Disney uh, universe uh, over the last year that kind of have been something that's kind of been enriching in our lives. Sometimes it's trips that we've taken where we've gotten to see friends, you know, or just, you know, had some quality family time and stuff like that. Obviously, this year is a little bit different with everything else going on, but I think that in the wake of this pandemic and all, you know, you know, there are some really bad things going on, but I, you know, I am always been one of those people that believes out of dirt comes flowers and maybe it's kind of maybe we should take some time to really just uh, put everything in perspective and just you know on this thanksgiving talk about what we are thankful for you know we can relate we can relate some of this stuff to disney so as we are a disney podcast we'll we'll do that but there is so many major victories you know we want to call them victories you want to call them blessings whatever they are in our lives that maybe it's time we do take a little time to celebrate those so with that, my friends, I thought let's uh, have a um, let's press on with our uh, Thanksgiving show and see where it leads us. Now, before the before the uh, actual recording of this, um, Annie was telling us about a possible uh, trip that she's going to be taking uh, over to the Walt Disney World Resort, and like many people, she's a bit reluctant. Annie, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what your uh, current situation is with this? I sure can, Dave. Well, we were planning on taking my daughter's first trip to Disney World next year, like, do it up big. Of course, in March when the pandemic hit, we were like, okay, well, it's probably not going to happen the way we thought. Originally, we were just going to cancel the whole thing. Then, a few months ago, we thought, well, maybe we'll just do it anyway. Instead of doing like a big trip, we'll just do like a smaller trip, maybe a long weekend, four days, something like that. Just like low pressure kind of thing. Obviously, like not all the resorts and stuff are open. You can't like make the same choices we would have made uh, with the original plan. But anyway, but I just I can't decide. I can't decide if I want to bother traveling and doing a first trip during the pandemic or if i just want to wait until everything's back to normal again i i can't decide so dave what's your what's your expert analysis <laughs> okay well as a, as a local here you hear all of these horror stories about florida and yes it, the numbers are going up and that is all true and everything i will say in the whole touristy section of it I guess because this is their bread and butter, they're real. They're really trying to adhere to C CDC guidelines. So, if you're coming to Orlando and just basically doing the tourist thing and staying on Disney property and not leaving the bubble, I honestly think that it's probably one of the safest places in Florida. I personally feel safer on Walt Disney World property now than I do in any. Uh, supermarket any uh, at work anywhere i have to be um and it's because of the uh precautions that disney and you know what and for that matter too universal universal and even sea world i'm gonna say have been have been taken you know they're 
there was a little bit of a um, of a learning curve and some gro growing pains at first, but they are honestly doing a very good job of um, social distancing, cleaning, and um, basically just still trying to make some make some really nice memories for families that I honestly think that you should actually take the trip if you uh, don't have to deal with any quarantine issues or anything before or after, you know. At this point, you know, who with with this pandemic, who knows what life's going to bring for, bring and I honestly think that that would be this that that would be a uh, a nice little ray of sunshine during a dark time in in our history. Yeah, that, so. that's a very good point. That part, yeah. <laughs> that part's a very good point. Now, I, um, okay. And who you're right? To, who knows what anything will look like in March? Like, I, I don't know. That's that's the thing that's so obnoxious about it is I, I don't know. But yeah. um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Tim, you've been down here beforehand. Do you sh do you share my views since you actually have been on Disney property during the pandemic? Uh, as a matter of fact, I do. Uh, my wife and I routinely now joke around that if the yeah uh, if the national plan were handed over to uh, the Walt Disney Corporation, we would be past this already. Uh, I have never seen a company take such precautions for and take the safety of the guests and their employees into consideration more than I've seen uh, Walt Disney World do it. I mean, they they really do go above and beyond making sure that everyone is protected and that bubble is just really sewed up tight. Uh, we talked about how the most nervous we were was going to the airport, traveling on the plane, landing and grabbing our rental car. I mean, that's that was that was the that's where we thought where our our basically our vulnerability points were. Once we got inside the bubble, we felt we felt just fine. The only the only thing I would say that I saw that was a bit of a problem is because with the one park, but with one park per day, which actually will be going away now in 2021 from everything I understand, um, and the extended hours, what happened is with everything closing by max seven, eight o'clock, it was funneling everyone into Disney Springs. So everyone on Disney property was going to the Springs, plus the local population that would be already at the Springs anyway. That was the only log jam. But everything else was handled extremely well. I mean, we we never felt crowded on a ride. We never felt crowded, uh, you know, in a restaurant. We really never felt crowded in the park whatsoever. So uh, I, I definitely share Dave's sentiments that I felt extremely safe when I was there, and we still were able to have a good time. And with that, I actually kind of want to bring up the first thing that I'm thankful for, and that is going to be the cast members of Walt Disney World because, you know, they have been dealt a really hard hand, and unfortunately there's going to be a multitude of them that will be unwillingly forced to leave the company. In the next month, I believe their last day is the 31st of December. And of the ones that are working, we really need to applaud them because they are working in some really 
hard conditions. Now, um, it is not comfortable for these people. Uh, most of them, in addition to wearing the mask, they also have to wear the face shield. So you have yet another you have another communication hindrance to them. I have friends, for instance, that work at the Tomorrowland Speedway. You know, they're out there with the mask, with their face shield, and that face all of those fumes are funneling up into that face shield, making it so much harder to work. When you're in the middle of the Disney heat and you're out you're on an outside attraction and you have to have a face shield on, it makes it that much hotter. It's not comfortable for them and they're all kind of putting themselves at risk every day to one yeah you know, they I know they have to put food on the table but in doing so they are still helping bring the magic to so many people and are able to give people your your regular citizen who is dealing with this pandemic you know they're able to help give them an escape and just the magic that they still make under these harsh working conditions I'm really thankful that they're actually willing to willing to do that. I'm thankful to, for to Disney for actually reopening. I mean, everybody did say that they um, there were a bunch of people that were critics of Disney reopening, but let's face it, this is they are one of the not one of they are the largest employer in the state of Florida. People needed their jobs. People need to be able to pay their bills and also. Even with the ones that they did let go, they did it in a way that they put it off as long as they could and they they took care of their workers to the very end. Luckily, their workers that have been uh, laid off, they have callback rights for at least two and a half years. So in light of all the safety precautions that they do take, I'd say go for it, Annie. <laughs> yeah, well, I just wanted to say on the other note about the CMs is I certainly don't envy anyone in any kind of like public facing position where they have to be telling people to wear their masks and stuff. I, I just so don't envy that. I, I have <laughs> I seen I have seen some abusive behavior with that. Yes, yeah, so well, people pe- are stressed as it is. People mm-hmm. are not, you know, acting. People are more readily acting a fool let's say that yeah. and, and people are on edge as it is so yeah I, I can't even imagine because any kind of I, 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 I've never been you know usually it doesn't matter too much if people listen to you or not <laughs> so you can just kind of brush it off when they don't I don't know in any case I don't envy them so yes yeah. I had CMs on my list I have to be seen, thankful for as well I have seen some CMs taking some really nasty abuse from just doing their job and telling people, hey, put your mask on. One, I, I saw one, for instance, uh, ask a person to cover their nose. And you hear, all right, I'll cover my nose. I don't know why, there's absolutely nobody around me. And the cast member the cast member just turned around and said, you know, we, appreci- we, we appreciate it, sir. Uh, thank, you, thank, you very mu- thank you very much for your cooperation. And the guy turned around and, and flipped at a bird. It's like I, yeah, I'm not surprised. Though. I mean, I used to work. Uh, I used to work near an escalator where I'd frequently have to like tell people they could put their stroller on the escalator and stuff. <laughs> so you can imagine the the pure rage I was dealt by people who really wanted to like 
do whatever they wanted on the escalator. So I, yeah, like I, I people with the mask thing are, are super on edge. So and I was about not only that, but you can't even smile. Like you can't smile at people. That's that's what drives me crazy the most about the masks, and would drive me crazy in any kind of like customer service position too. Is you can't like smile at somebody. It bugs me, man. <laughs> I will say for this one cast member. I was about to turn around and, and tell this guy off, and I actually didn't have to because there was a woman that was passing by at the same time, and she she handed him his uh, backside on the silver platter first, and I was like, <laughs> okay, well, this is done at this point, but I was as, as I was about to uh, give him a couple choice words, it, I guess I guess she was my guardian angel because she fielded this one, and I was like, okay, well, there's no need to overdo this. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, I will say though. So we went. I'm backtracking a bit, but we went to Kings Island a few times, and like for the most part, it was the same thing. I felt safer than I felt at like the grocery store. There were fewer people close to me. There were fewer people like not being compliant about masks than I see at the grocery store. So I totally get what you mean with that. But the one thing that I was uncomfortable with at Kings Island was the the indoor queues where people were not really distancing, like they weren't following the the markings on the ground very well and no one was enforcing them. And so like people kept being really close to me inside and it was wigging me out a little bit. So like are I'm people not gonna doing lie to you. better with that or not? I'm not going to lie to you. People are human. That does happen. You know, right, you know, yeah. and well, I'll I be know honest. Well, I Disney if they had anyone like stationed in the queues or that, not. Honest, honestly, <clears throat> they, truth be told, they really don't. I guess at some, I guess at some spots, you know, if there is, a, if there is a spot and there are cast members that come through, yes, but there aren't. Honestly, it, it, I'd be lying to you if I said that there was just somebody standing in the middle of the queue for that. Uh, right. Well, I know the, they're not going to be yeah. like straight policing it in every yeah. single queue, but that was just the one like hang up that I kind of had. I didn't like the indoor queues. So for the most part, that um, people people are good with that. But you know what? People are hum- human too. You know, you get you get right, an excited yeah. child that will come up. A lot of parents will come around and they'll they'll call their child back or something like that. You know. I mean, I've had it where I've ended up walking up to somebody and like I'm on my phone and walking and totally forget and I realize I'm right behind and I'm like, whoa, and then I go to back up and there's also, there's people that have moved up behind me. So, you know, at yeah, that yeah. point, you know, you, you face the wall or something like that, you you know, you do, you do something where you try to, you know, it happens every now and then. It's, it is, it is a, it is a concern. Uh, I think that, um. Universal is a little bit better in terms of uh, their system with the social distancing now where they're actually starting to, to uh, release people off. They're asking people to stay on the rides and they're letting them go row by row because mm-hmm. there was that whole, you know, you're social distancing, but then they're letting you go and then everybody's just kind of leaving it in a, in a mass uh, wave. <laughs> so they've been trying to mitigate that. Yeah, they uh, did that on the coasters at Kings Island. You had to sit and wait until they told you you could get up. I haven't seen that being done yet at Disney. Uh, at Kings Island, they made me scan my own shirt that I was buying. <laughs> I had to like scan it on the... Interesting. One thing <laughs> I will say about Disney, 
they have now, um, they've increased their capacity and now they've put these fiberglass, uh, I guess, uh, barriers between people on different rides. Sometimes it works. It works on Rise of the Resistance. It does not work very well on Living with the Land. You know, you're looking off to the side. It's kind of, it's kind of hard on Living with the Land. It's just, uh, they it's a hindrance. Give everybody their own boat on Living with the Land. It's not like it's that crowded. Yeah, well, I mean, that exactly. crowded on Living with the Land. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Now they have like on Soren, they have like side panels, and they have like uh, groups of groups of four all together and everything, but. Living with the land was the only one that I found it really much a hindrance to. Um, are the wait times like the same as usual? I have no idea. I haven't been following like anything. Are the wait times normal? Like just like normal wait times, like they normally are. So they are. So they usually are longer wait. Well, they can if they're normal. The lines look a lot worse than they actually are because a lot of times the extended queues now will go outside. So a lot of times you'll have rides, you have people wrapping around rides, and it's just so that they can maintain the six foot distance. Right. Yeah. But like, like a couple nights ago, I was in the Magic Kingdom, and I'm like, "What is? What's this? Thirty five minutes for? It's a small world, but fifteen minutes for Peter Pan's flight." <laughs> I'm like, okay, something is not adding up right here. Well, because that's the other factors. I can't. I care less about being in an annoying indoor queue if it's for you know twenty minutes versus forty-five minutes. Yes, yeah. they've been pretty good. As once you kind of do, once you finally do get inside, they have enough spacing where they you can actually move quicker. I have noticed that a lot of times they'll they'll have more of the. You'll, you'll be more out in the sun just kind of waiting for a while outside. But once you finally do get into the buildings, they kind, it kind of feels like you do move. You know, there are a couple log jams at times, but <laughs> it does feel like you do move with that. So Cool, yeah. I just have to decide. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean... You're not... It's hard. Well, the fir- the fact that it would be her first trip is is part of it, also. Yeah, so I you're can't not gonna decide. Get, you're not gonna get that picture with Mickey Mouse, unfortunately. Right, exactly. I, I can't decide if it's like worth it just to get like a taste, and it would still be fun, or if it's just better to wait altogether. I don't know. I mean, because I mean, I would prefer to go personally. Obviously, I would like to go. <laughs> it's get just... the taste. I mean. They they are opening up some of the character meals and you know it's kind of like you know they might be standing on a platform and then you might have to go uh, maybe about ten feet in front of them and they're above you and then they're kind of posing and you kind of pose underneath them and something like that you know you can't hug right, Mickey Mouse right. well, at the moment. I have but... to remember it's not like the only trip we ever get to take ever yeah. and then we're never gonna go again too so. <laughs> Um, you want we, the first trip to be the perfect trip. Oh, I want of course. it to be like the perfect trip. So it's the whole thing is slightly. Well, you know what? Yeah. It's always it's always what you make of it. So, you know, think of it this yeah, way true. too. Think of it this way too. Your daughter has never been, so she doesn't know the difference at this point too. So she'll true. still have a really good time no matter what. And then the next time she goes, it'll it'll be that much more enhanced for her. <laughs> be like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> so uh 
Tim, do you want to talk anything about on the cast members or anything or any experiences you had with that? No, just um, I I would just completely concur that I mean it's uh, the cast members have been rock stars during this entire thing. Uh, they, you know, they they're they're taking every you know every ounce of crap from the idiots who show up there in spite of Disney's umpteen warnings of an umpteen, you know, press releases and infographics. And I mean, it, you look, I, at the, at the risk of sounding insensitive, Helen Keller knows Disney's policies by now. Okay. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous for anyone showing up there, not realizing that you need to have a mask. You need to socially distance. You need to have your mask on at all times, unless you're stationary and eating or drinking. You're, you're clueless. You're clueless or you're just willfully ignorant, or you're just a callous human being that doesn't care about the policies of a private property that you are allowed to come on. I mean, that's, that's the plain and simple, you know, truth. You know, people who want to complain about it, people who want to be mad about it, guess what? Their house, their rules. You don't have to go. And these people are just trying to enforce those rules and very politely, I might add. And they're they're catching unnecessary flack from callous people who are, uh, the, I'll put it plain and simple, from cowards who know that they're not going to get yelled, yelled at back by them because they can't they know which is why i love seeing you know that that guest retribution like you saw dave with the with the lady who decided to give uh you know give the guy a dose of his own medicine i mean what how how immature are you when a lady says can you please cover your you know can you please cover your face thank you for your cooperation and you turn around and you give them the finger i that's that's grade school behavior at best and, and you know what, that, that lady took it in stride, and there's thousands of cast members out there doing the exact same thing. And, yeah, you, you know what, you, you're darn right. I am very, very thankful for these people because they are just taking shot after shot after shot on the chin, and these people just keep coming back. Some are coming back on a limited, you know, on a, on a limited amount of time knowing that they're going to be let go, but they're still coming back. And it's and it's for the guest experience, and those those people need to be, those people need to be, you know, recognized. They need to, you know, people. We need to be thankful for them. Just plain and simple, these people are fantastic, and they've done a great job for us. They're allowing us to still, you know, enjoy something while people are literally dying. So I'm very thankful for them. Very well said. <laughs> yes. So, do any of you have any I, Disney thankful? Yeah, I do. Uh, oh, you can yeah. go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead, Annie. Okay. Um, well, I wasn't on the Disney Plus show last week, but I was gonna say that I, I am thankful for Disney Plus. I like. Uh, it's nice to have all the Disney shows to watch with my kid. Obviously, we're watching a little bit more TV than usual this year. And I can't stand Blippi 
Chuck, if you listen to this, don't ever let your child see Blippi because there's no turning back once they see it and it's awful. So in any case, I'm glad to have some quality entertainment to share with my child. Um, I, man, I didn't mean to turn this into a ramp about Blippi, but here we are. Um, but specifically also Hamilton. I'm so glad that they decided to release Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Um, because I did not get into it <clears throat> before that because like listening to the soundtrack just doesn't do it for me and I wasn't able to see a live show before then so like I'm so here for Hamilton my kid is a hashtag Hamil kid I like I love watching it I love listening to the soundtrack all the time when you look at my Spotify try to see what I listen to it just says that I listen to Hamilton all the time which is true I just like I love Hamilton I'm so happy that Disney like made it so I was able to see it and like love it I don't know it's cool so yes I'm very thankful for Disney plus and also for Hamilton I'm going to piggyback on that, actually. I'm thankful that Disney Plus added a um, group watch feature, sort of like Netflix has Netflix Party, because since they've done that, I've been able to connect with friends that I would have been uh, seeing at various different weekends uh, during this uh, whole pandemic. You know, I had some trips going where I get a a bunch of friends and I get together every now and then, you know, to just have a little bit of fun and... You know, it's kind of turned into Zoom meetings and just, you know, spending nights talking. And, you know, even with my father and everything, you know, we used to watch, we watched The Mandalorian. Like, what I would do with that was uh, I would actually, the last time after I moved to Florida, uh, I waited for, I waited for The Mandalorian until I was, I came up during uh, Thanksgiving uh, vacation and watched the first parts of the Mandalorian with him, and then afterwards there was a couple more after the weeks when I went home, and then we got back for Christmas and we watched it again. And this year, not being able to go back to New York for at least Thanksgiving and the way it's looking Christmas, uh, I was able to set up the group watch feature and have that quality time with my father. Just you know, we're on uh, FaceTime on one side with our phones, and the other time we're on our computers watching the Mandalorian together and. You know, get out, get being able to then just discuss the show and have that time together, watch it at the same time. A uh, group of friends uh, and I recently did uh, Thor Ragnarok because a bunch of us didn't didn't get a chance to see it, and we we're like, okay, we need to rem- remedy this. So we did a group watch party, and it was it was just a really lovely night with friends, and you know where. I wanted to be able to physically be with them and I couldn't be this this was the next this was the next best thing and Disney Plus enhanced that experience for us so it it was it's definitely been a gift in my life so I am definitely thankful for that I totally forgot that they added that group watch um it's new yeah it's I like know about a month how, or so how what do you is it easy to use you know, every now and then, I'm not gonna lie. You you do get you do get a little bit of uh, 
buffering and sometimes you know there there is sometimes hard kind of syncing up with it you know is it perfect no but it's one of those things that you kind of make do with um i'm gonna say for it's probably it probably works 90 percent of the stream properly at oh, least the two times bad. yeah at least the two times that you know it, it has i guess when you're first getting on and everything you know it has it, it has a couple hiccups but you know again it's better than nothing yeah i mean that doesn't sound too bad a lot of streaming stuff i use is kind of poopy so 90 percent doesn't sound half bad to me yep <laughs> frankly exactly so um tim what are you thankful for well uh i am thankful to have at one point spent thanksgiving week in the disney parks and uh, the whole shebang of having Thanksgiving dinner at the Liberty, Liberty Tree Tavern. And then also, this was back when they would still do the overnight transformations. Uh, this was 2003. This was uh, my wife and I. Uh, it was our engagement trip. We stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And we went to, uh, went to the Magic Kingdom on Thanksgiving... Uh, had reservations at the Liberty Tree Tavern, had Thanksgiving dinner, enjoyed some rides, watched the fireworks. We closed the parks, and it was all regular fall decor, everything else. We rope dropped the Magic Kingdom the very next day, and the overnight transformation of turning that into just a Christmas wonderland in a matter of hours was just absolutely it just absolutely blew my mind to walk in and see you know the the uh green garland rung across main street the the giant christmas tree all of the christmas decor just and and the fact that it was done in a single night it was it, to be able to see that to be able to see that that was something that Walt loved doing, that they loved, you know, that he loved seeing that just overnight transformation where you just gave people literal and actual magic. It was, uh, it was, it was really incredible. Uh, and the, the first Christmas parade was right then the day after Thanksgiving. And it was fantastic. We, we enjoyed it. We got, to see the iconic toy soldiers, you know, uh, it was, and so of course, you know, here comes Santa Claus and it was, uh, and also it dropped 40 degrees in a matter of hours. So we bought sweatshirts. Uh, um, so yeah, the, the entire Christmas experience at Disney, <laughs> uh, and it's something, uh, it's something her and I look back on very, very fondly. Uh, that we were lucky enough to be able to experience something like that and that we we're always going to have that. I mean, that trip again, that was 17 years ago and we were just talking about it the other day when we were grocery shopping for Thanksgiving. So, I mean, this is, you know, I'm, I'm extremely thankful to have that kind of a memory and just extremely thankful that it's of, for all the hard work that the, the employees and the, and I'm sorry, the cast members put in, to be able employees. to do that. Sorry, that's, 
members. That's why I said cast members. We're not talking about Six Flags here, after all. <laughs> that and it got done in a matter of eight hours, not a matter of eight weeks. Uh, but uh, it just... <laughs> I was I was extremely uh, I was just extremely grateful and extremely thankful to be able to experience something like that. It was just it, it really was an amazing amazing sight, and I'm very very glad that I got to experience and I got to experience it with my wife. Very that's cool. Awesome. That you know that's actually a very good um, segue into my next thing that I am. Uh, thankful for and this is kind of I guess um, it's Disney related but indirectly and my next uh, thing that I'm thankful for is the fact that uh, Give Kids the World was able to make lemonade out of a set of lemons that they were handling Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Give Kids the World, Give Kids the World Village is a 70 acre uh, resort in uh, central florida it's about maybe six miles away from disney world and they are the um the middleman uh with uh, make a wish foundation although they also work with a whole bunch of other grant uh wish granting organizations but any child who has a life-threatening disease that wants to come to uh central florida to experience all the attractions give kids the world acts as their host uh, they get to spend an entire week in their uh, whimsical uh, village resort, which has its own rides. It has its own um, miniature golf course. Uh, they eat for free. They get to stay for free in these huge uh, si- uh, six-family villas that they have. It is an amazing place that has the magic of Disney within, within its gates. And on the... Um, I believe on the 16th of March, their last wish family uh, uh, checked out and they ended up having to sh- shut their doors based on the whole um, pandemic because one, the parks were closed and two, now that the parks are open, Make-A-Wish is still not sending wish children because it's, it's just not safe yet to bring wish children into the parks. So they haven't been able to open yet and as a result they've been able now to in order to help keep their mission going and to bring in the revenue to later on be able to continue to grant these wishes of these children they've opened up for the first time since 1986 when they were um, when they were created they've opened up the village to the public and they've pretty much basically uh, recreated the Osborne spectacle of dancing lights within their with within their property. Uh, they have 46 guest villas that are completely decked out for the holidays. Lights all over them. They had corporate sponsors who were able that sponsored each villa. They were able to decorate it any which way that they want. Each one looks like the Griswold House, done up in different colors, and then they're. Common, their, their common areas were uh, all decorated. Again, they're calling it Night of Night of a Million Lights. In actuality, and I'm also thankful to Disney for this. Uh, Disney donated three million lights to them, and then all of the rest of the community came out. Uh, Universal d- 
decorated a whole section of the park using all of their Grinchmas uh, decorations that they weren't using for the stage show since they weren't able to have it this year. And basically, this is a pure winter wonderland and it is a pure night of magic. You go, you go into Give Kids the World. You can you can ride all you can ride all their rides. Stroll around for hours, just looking at beautiful holiday displays. Um, I got to personally help put up some of these lights on the ground level, and this goes back to now Tim's because Tim was talking about the holiday transforma transformation above six feet. And there are many two-story buildings in Give Kids the World. Most of the decorations that were done were done by furloughed Disney holiday holiday service workers who would be who would be out decorating the parks, who were sent home. Disney called them back. Disney paid them as if they were working at Walt Disney World, and they were able to take a couple weeks to just completely re completely transformed the village into something that it was a beautiful place beforehand and now it, it just it's just luminous luminously beautiful for the holidays so again i'm thankful for disney and i'm thankful for universal and all of the corporate sp sponsors for helping give kids the world stay afloat and be able to present this beautiful experience that families of uh, Central Florida are able to go and just have a beautiful night together. I've been working a lot of nights there and found, I've done a bunch of things from running the attractions to working um, working crowd control, actually doing the job of asking people to put their masks on. Um, I've, uh, I've scanned temperatures, I've scanned tickets, and just to be a part of this and just to see the happiness that it's bringing people is just a blessing it's just a blessing in my life and uh i'm really excited that uh, eddie on the show and i are going to be going i'm going to be getting to uh introduce eddie to give kids the world and show him around we're going to be doing uh we're going to be doing a night as a as guest there i'm trying to get joe and his wife to go at one point beforehand but uh I have a Wish family lined up for a show that I hope to do right before Christmas for Mickey Dudes, where we're going to talk about the magic of Give Kids the World from a volunteer's perspective, from a Wish family's perspective, and talk about talk about uh, the Mickey Dudes experience with Night of a Million Lights, and just as a guest, and talk about mine as a volunteer with with the and just really just. Uh, Celebrate this beautiful organization that brings hope and joy to so many. That's great. It's nice to hear like a, a heartwarming uh, story this year. Like it's nice to hear about something nice that people are doing. That's like, uh, you know, holiday spirit. I like it. It's refreshing. So uh, my, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Just my 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 wife and I. We were. It was. It's been a while, but we were playing uh, uh, mini golf at uh, Winter Summerland, and we happened to be, uh, right uh, right behind a Wish family, 
and we got to you know we got to talking with them and just you know just hearing about some of the day-to-day that they had to go through at home and just the break that they were getting uh, down there, just the, the break from reality, the crushing reality that you have a child who is deathly ill. And I, to be able to see what give the, what give kids the world was doing for them and just the little bit of the checkout, you know, from regular life, from just the the horrible hand they were dealt. I, there were smiles all around. And for a place like that, to be able to do things like that, for obviously not just that family, but just at this point, I'm sure hundreds of thousands, probably millions of families now. Um, I mean, you, you rarely see something in this world that's an absolute good. And that, that's, that's exactly what that organization is. So they um, are, they're amazing. Sorry. No. So, um, a lot of, uh, wish kids after now you do get your share of kids that end up losing their battles, but a lot of the wish kids actually end up winning their battles and then later on they come back to volunteer when they're older and a lot of times they'll say you know they credit give kids the world with their with their push to recover because you know when you're when you're probed and prodded constantly after a while you know it becomes one of those things of just you know you're almost ready to give up at that point and then you know you're given this you're given this amazing opportunity and kind of just ends up you know you have you get a little bit more you get a little happiness left and then you want to get back to a point of that so you can these kids go back to their treatments and they're willing to fight and parents are also that after the time of just being burnt out with it they're willing they're i mean not not that they were not willing beforehand but they they kind of just accept their children's treatments with a bigger rigor after this and just really come back with a lot more hope of, you know, this, of them being able to uh, beat their illness. And one thing that I love about Give Kids the World is it's, it's great to make magic for the children, but just get to see the parents' faces, watching their child actually be a child and not have to worry about their issues for a while. And then to see the... To see the smiles on their on the parents' faces, and to be able to, to watch them for a brief moment in time, forget the responsibilities that they have that they're going to have to go back to, and help and take care of their child, and just for a second being able to just let go and just watch their child be a child, it, it's a it's a gift to be a part of. On there, so. Definitely, you know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely blessed having this in my life. So I am definitely thankful for Give Kids the World. And had there been no Disney, there would be no Give Kids the World. So it's another blessing in my life that Disney has brought me.
Do any of you else have uh, anything that you're thankful for? It doesn't necessarily have to be Disney. You can just talk about your everyday life now if you'd like. I mean, I'll be damned if I'm going to talk about how I'm thankful for Dolips after that, because you want to talk about <laughs> Beseechance, it's all get out. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, the, the, the one thing I would, uh, I would say that I'm very, very thankful for, and that is my, you know, my, my folks for introducing me to Disney. Um, my my dad came from a family that was he was the oldest of eleven. They they the only the only family vacations they ever took you know were out to uh, you know my grandmother's farm that was maybe you know twenty five miles away. My grandfather was working two jobs thirty years of his life. My mom came from a family where you know. She, uh, her mom was a housewife. Her dad worked in a tractor factory. I mean, they, they, they had to make their own clothes. They, they just, I mean, they, they didn't get to travel or anything. And because of that, they both worked their rear ends off. And they, they worked and they sacrificed. And for, you know, this, this, dumb 43 year old man child now talking to you um they've you know they they sacrificed still into their adulthoods so i could experience a better childhood than both of them put together and they took me you know they would scrimp and save their money all year long and they would take you know we would go down to florida and we would We'd, we'd only do Disney maybe one or two days because that's all we could afford. But they, they would still make that sacrifice, and we would, you know, be able to sneak into the parks one or two days. And they they were able to give me that that magic as a kid. They were able to let me see Disney, you know, through you know through my eyes as a child, I and mean, I, I got to experience a lot of things that some people have to wait till adulthood to experience and the the trips down to florida they they still they they still really have this warm this warming feeling in me this this these beautiful memories i i have photo albums filled with trips from all the way back to 1982 and all the way through my high school years and you know, it's funny enough. That's uh, you know, my my wife and I, when we first started dating, the first big vacation we ever took, we we both kind of tested the waters and found out that we were both Disney fans, and we've you know we launched into that. I mean, it's uh, and then because of me being a Disney fan, I've met so many great people through this. I'm part of this podcast where I've met you you know you good folks, and I've I've come out of a I've. I've literally met a, a community full of people who I've, I care dearly for, and I'm very proud to call friends. And it, none of that is happening without my folks just busting their rear ends and doing everything they can to, you know, to make my life a, a little more special and a little better than they had. it. I, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that. I've, I've experienced a lifetime of memories because of them. 
it's uh it's something I'll never forget. Awesome. Annie, do you have anything to add? <clears throat> well, I was going to uh, I'm sort of piggyback piggybacking off of Chuck now. I'm terrible at sounding sincere. Tim. What? Tim, not Chuck. What oh I'm sorry. <laughs> him uh in any case whoever i'm whoever i'm piggybacking off of um i'm terrible at sounding sincere at or heartfelt and you all are so good at it so i always feel like i i sound not <laughs> not genuine but i really am thankful for this podcast and and knowing you guys especially this year when like so my social life is basically canceled. It's really nice to have some adults to talk to since I generally talk to a five-year-old most of the day who I love. I love her very much, but you know, talking to a five-year-old and talking to a, you know, 35-year-old are two completely different conversations. So I'm, I'm so glad to have this as something to do. It's like, a, such a great social outlet and keeps the the Disney fan part alive when there's no Disney to be had and I like feeling like you know I'm really glad that we've we've tried to keep it going and keep topics going even though it's, it's kind of difficult this year we don't have like <laughs> you know nobody's going on trips for us to talk about there's no trip planning to talk about I mean to an extent but not like we usually would have so I'm I'm glad that we've made the effort to keep it going and keep the, you know, Disney fan stuff going, not just for us, but for listeners too, so that people can still kind of have that that part of their life and enjoy it and not have to just totally completely give it up for a year or more. So I'm grateful for this podcast for for various reasons those are two of them right there and we're, we're grateful to have you thankful to have you <laughs> thankful for all of you absolutely all right so with all of that said how about we go around the table now and talk about where you can be found on the various uh, social media outlets I, for one, can be found uh, best uh, best to find me on Instagram at Figments Reality. I'm on Twitter, but I'm really not as active there at the same same name. But feel free to follow me. You will get a tweet every now and then from there. Annie, where are you? Uh, I am on Instagram at DJ Phobe. That's D-J-P-H-O-B. Come watch the stories. That's where the fun is. <laughs> Excellent. And Tim, where are you? You can find me on Twitter at plain underscore Tim, and you can find me on Facebook at Timotheus T. Firefly. And you can find the Mickey Dudes podcast on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. We have a uh, very active Facebook uh, fan page uh, that has been uh, blowing up lately with some of the pictures that we've been posting. Uh, thank you for all of the shares that we've been getting. We've been getting uh, new likes every day, and I've been marveling at that. So I'm very thankful for that also. And we are um, 
on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. And with that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening today, may your Thanksgiving be a happy one, even if it was a, um, even if it is a uh, different one today. And if you're listening after that, you know, hope the holiday was a good one and enjoy the upcoming holiday season. Have a magical day, everybody. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.